Blog Talk Radio. Everybody, welcome to another edition of Sports Urban Legend. Along with my co-host Macaulay Matthew, I'm of course William Ramo. What's up, Mac? How you doing? Hey, man. How's it going? I'm good. I'm good, man. Glad to have you on the show as always. Glad to be on here as usual. Thank you. And um, I'm glad for you guys, ladies and gentlemen, for listening to another episode of Sports Urban Legend. Um, you know, what we do on this show, we talk sports, entertainment, everything else. And on today's show, we're going to talk about, um, you know, the um, the Astros controversy, uh, you know, the science-stealing controversy that, um, you know, the Astros and the Red Sox and, unfortunately, even the Mets was dragging to this mess. Uh, you know, I'll give you my thoughts on it and the aftermath of it. Um, I'll also talk about um, NFL champ- NFL championship uh, Sunday with the conference finals going down uh, tomorrow. Also talk a little WWE. And, uh, you know, most importantly, you know, you guys know the number. Um, feel free to um, call in and uh, we'd love to hear from you. Uh, But before we get into the, you know, we talk about the, uh, you know, the Astros, uh, you know, controversy. Um, Yeah, um, I think we should, um, you know, talk about the, uh, you know, the passing of, uh, you know, the WWE legend Rocky Johnson, also known as, you know, you know, the Rock's father. And, uh, you know, he was he was best known, you know, for uh, teaming up with uh, Tony Atlas and becoming the first uh, uh, tag team, you know, the black tag team to win, you know, win, you know, the tag team titles. And, of course, um, you know, uh, The Rock, you know, he you know, he was, of course, the father of The Rock, who, of course, is a future WWE Hall of Famer. But um yeah, he passed away I think at the age of um seventy five just a few days ago. You know. What but you know, basically, um, you know, my, my thoughts and prayers are, you know, um with the rock and uh, you know, his his family. Yeah, very uh very sad day for the John Johnson family. Um yeah, I mean, as you said, um, his father, um, Rocky Johnson, was a uh, one of the first black wrestlers to lead the way in the WWE. You know, becoming the first black um, tag team to win the uh, at the time it was WWF Championship, I think. Right. At the time they won it. So uh, yeah, I mean, it was a historical thing and. And you know, then he passed his legacy on to 
explain the Rock Johnson, mm-hmm. who became a you know one one of the best wrestlers ever in the WWF. You know, and so yeah, I mean it's it it's a sad uh, time right now for the Johnson family. My condolences go out to the Rock and his family. Um, I mean the they'll definitely be remembered as one of the uh, WWF slash WWE legends and. Um, you know, he he got inducted in the Hall of Fame, so it was good to see right. The Rock induct his father in the Hall of Fame. I thought that was a pretty special moment there when right. that happened. So, um, yeah, man, there's no words to describe. You know, uh, you know what's what's happened, but yeah, again, my condolences to their family. Yeah, um, no doubt about that. Yeah, you're right. Um, you know, it's good to see that. You know, his um. Uh, you know, his son, The Rock, was able to induct him. You know, I think that was like in 2008. Yeah. So, like so yeah, that was good that he was able to, you know, go in instead of going posthumously like a lot of, you know, legends have been going in lately. So it was good to see that he had his day in the sun to, you know, get inducted. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, that's that's how The Rock, you know, got his uh, his wrestling name because I think Vince McMahon, maybe Pat Paris, I can't remember who who else. Um, they, you know, they came up with a name, you know, for Dwayne Johnson, you know, to honor his father Rocky Johnson and um, his uh, grandfather um, Rock's mom Ada's uh, father, the High Chief uh, Peter Maivia. So they came up with Rocky Maivia, which, you know, of course, Rock took on that name. And then afterwards, he would, you know, he was a good, he was a good guy, you know, like a, the best way to compare him would be like, you know, um, Kofi Kingston being cheer, you know, being a, you know, a good guy, you know, textbook good guy. And then afterwards, you know, the fans were, you know, hated, you know, hated uh, Rocky Maivia because he was too much of a goody two-shoes. So then, uh, you know, because Stone Cold was getting popular at that time. So then, uh, you know, Rock got Rock um, got injured, and when he came back, he joined the Nation of Domination, and then later changed his name to The Rock, and the rest is history. And then, before he got injured, his father even uh, helped him out, um, in WrestleMania 13. You know, The Rock's uh, first uh, WrestleMania. You know, before he officially changed his name to The Rock. Right. That's another interesting, you know, tidbit that ties both of them together, but you know, he you know, he'll be definitely missed and you know, again my condolences to the family. But um yeah, um switching gears, um yeah, the the um the news that's uh shocked the baseball world to its core. There hasn't been a controversy this crazy since, you know, the steroid scandal that um basically rocked the baseball world in the last the last decade. Cuz um, you know, obviously ster- a lot of players were taking steroids in the 90s, but then it was until like the early 2000s when when um wrestlers starting to 
realize, you know, when the public started to really realize that some of these guys are taking steroids and they were getting caught. But since this steroid stand uh, scandal, yeah, this 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 um this sign stealing scandal is is um it's crazy. I mean, there've always been you know throughout baseball, you know, there's always been p- ways people try to steal, cheat, you know, but no one was ever this successful on a grander scale because you know. Uh, of course, you know in the in the game everybody's trying to steal people's signs, but the you know the way that um, the Astros was able to perfect it was you know against the rules because they use you know technology to um, to cheat to steal the signs of opposition and they were pretty good at it unfortunately, and uh, as a result, the Astros won their first ever championship. You know, and uh, of course, you know, A.J. Hinch was the manager. Uh, Alex Cora, a longtime baseball um, player, he was the bench coach. So as a result, um, you know, they won. Beltran finally won the title. The Astros, a team that was uh, around in baseball, I'd say around, probably around 1961. They've been around almost a... They've been around, like, say, about a year before the, the Mets existed. And uh, they've, they've been predominantly a National League team until the past couple of years where, where um, say, about what, what year would, would I say that be? Like 2015 or so was when, uh, the, when the Astros joined the National League. I mean, Amer- they switched to the American League. And at that same time, you know, they had um, Altuve and Springer and um, all those uh, all those Correa, all those guys come up and change the whole culture of the Astros um, organization. And um, basically, you know, that the Astros win the title, you know, people, you know, Obviously, that the fans of Astros were excited, but you know now that we realize that the Astros were cheating, and obviously they, you know, they beat some teams up as a result, and um, obviously Yankee fans aren't happy about that because uh, the Astros be- defeated them during that run. But um, back to the Astros team, they won. And then afterwards, the following year, 2018, um, the Red Sox with Alex Cora, the former, um, the former Astros um, bench coach, he's the manager of the, the um, of the Red Sox. And then they went, they, you know, they allegedly cheated as well. They won another title, the first title since um, um, 2013, I believe. Yeah. So, like so um, basically, you know, they they that's another team that won and profited off of uh, you know, Alex Cora's cheating. Then, um, the only player that was mentioned in this, um, in this in this um 
the scandal was Carlos Beltran, who just a few months ago was hired to be the next Mets head coach, rather a manager. But in a few a few days ago, as a result of um, AJ Hinch, the the manager from Astros, and um, um, Ledbo, the um, the GM for the Astros, were fired, shockingly fired after they were, um, you know, suspended, you know, one, you know, for a year, because of the scandal. Then the domino effect affected Red Sox, which made them fire Alex Cora. So then all eyes were on the Mets. What would the Mets do? Since both franchises fired their their managers because of the scandal, what would the Mets do? And here's what I was thinking. I I was thinking, you know, that Mets shouldn't have, Mets, you know, I'm hoping at this point, I'm hoping Mets are not going to fire him, you know, because Beltran did the, you know, did the cheating as a player, you know, not as a manager, which, um, you know, basically is the same argument I have for Pete Rose being out of the Hall of Fame, you know, because he did his crime as a, as a play, he did his crime as a manager, not as a player that we know of. But sure enough, I came from, um, what was this? It was Thursday, I believe, if my memory served me right. I came from work. I didn't, um, I didn't um, look at any, you know, news, any sports news or anything. And I just had this feeling in my bones that as soon as I was going to look, I was going to find out that the Mets was going to fire him because the Mets never came out and said, oh, you know, uh Trump's our guy, you know, um, what he did was in the past, you know, we spoke to him, you know, da 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 and, you know, he, he apologized and all that stuff. No. As soon as as soon as I, 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 you know, I come from work, I check, I, I check the news, and I'm like, yep, they fired him in my mind. So, do I think Beltran deserves to be fired? The answer is no. But Mets would not have been in this situation if they would have hired Joe Girardi. But they blew that. They totally blew it, and it, it, they they brought this on themselves. So now they embarrassed the organization. The only, the only team out of the three teams that didn't profit out of this, you know, by winning a championship, by this cheating, the Mets is the one, in my opinion, suffered the most. Yes, the Astros was hit with suspensions, you know, sus- suspensions and hit with, with um, you know, draft picks and all these other penalties, mo- money penalty and all that stuff. But at least the Astros won a title from it. They deserved the the penalties that they did. So did the Red Sox. The Red Sox cheated as well. But the Mets, the Mets didn't even do anything in this situation. You know, and then the Mets are going to be hit with this. And then Mets cave in to the pressure of of looking bad. And then they they fire Beltran. Again, they would have never been in this situation if they would have did the right thing and hired Joe Girardi, or at the very minimum, hire Buck Showalter. Showalter. So, be, before I pass it to you, Max, to hear what your thoughts, because you know I definitely want to hear what you gotta say. They, um, this is the Mets' chance to right or wrong and hire Buck Showalter. 
you know. But knowing the mess, they're not going to do it. They want a, they want a yes man that they could control. And as a result, especially in a time like this, when it's just a few weeks away, like what, three weeks away from spring training, you want a veteran guy who will weather the storm, a guy who's been who's been through this. Well, not maybe not a situation like this, but a guy who's 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 used to spring training, so that the transitional period could be as seamless as possible. But knowing the Mets, they want to do things the hard way, and that's why, unfortunately, for us Mets fans. We've been waiting for a title, you know, for over 30 years. So, what, what, as a as a Yankee fan, what is your thoughts on this whole um, baseball saga? Well, I'm loving it as a Yankee fan because the Astros, man, this sign stealing scandal, this might be the worst scandal since the Black Sox scandal, you know, in the 1900s. Was it 1919? 1919, to be exact. 1919. This might be just. I mean, they 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 didn't throw the World Series, but they they actually ended up winning a World Series by cheating and the extreme measures that they took to cheat, as far as banging trash cans to signal off-speed pitches to the batters, installing a monitor in the dugout, um, and there's also rumor that they probably were wearing these. These buzzer devices on their um, inside their shirt mm-hmm. on their shoulder, and someone would just buzz them and let them know when an off-speed pitch was coming. So I mean, the extreme measure that they took to cheat is, I mean, it, it's it's insane. And I agree with the punishment. You know, the draft picks being taken away, the suspension to the manager and a general manager, uh, which led to them eventually being fired. Um, they deserved it. They did this themselves, you know, but as a Yankee fan, I'm loving it because the Astros, you, it, I mean, you could say now that they, they they cost us a world championship in 2017 and last year due to their cheating. You know, if not there for their cheating, who knows? Maybe the Yankees go on to World Series to beat the Dodgers in 2017. Maybe we go on to win the championship last year and beat the uh, national, you know, and uh, and Red Sox as well, because Red Sox, their uh, core was their manager who happened to be the mastermind of this uh, this cheating scandal. Um, you know, there's possibility that he helped his team cheat as well with these sign stealing schemes that they uh, devised that he devised while he was in Houston. So it's possible the Red Sox championship from 2018 is tainted as well. So that might have also cost us the championship in 2018. So seeing Cora, seeing the whole Astros catastrophe, I mean, I'm loving it as a Yankee fan because right now the Yankees, they have Jared Cole and their top dogs and World Series contenders. Hey, it just helps the Yankees even more this upcoming season. You know, but uh, – this controversy is a bit of a black eye for baseball because baseball has been trying to clear up their image after the steroid scandal. And, you know, this sign ceiling uh, controversy isn't helping things at all. But um, as far as Beltron is concerned, I agree with you that the Mets should have not fired him, maybe fined him 
maybe suspend him for the start of the season just because his name is linked in, the, in this, even though he was a player at the time. But seems that he was a step below Cora as far as devising that uh, sign-stealing scheme. But, uh, yeah, I don't think they deserve to fire him. don't think he deserved it. Um, they should have kept him. I mean, it was, he didn't even get to manage one game, you know, prove yeah. himself at least. So, I mean, that's a bit disappointing. Uh, and now they got to go out and find a new manager quickly here. I'm hearing Dusty Baker probably. Uh, yeah. I think Dusty Baker would be a great fit. I mean, he's he has he has championship experience and he's you know managing the World Series, so he could definitely you know manage this young team and help them uh, win the uh, the NL East, hopefully. But I think he'd be a great he'd be a great candidate, or him or Showalter or even um, um, who's the other guy I'm hearing. Um, well, I, I've heard them go after. I haven't heard them interested in John Gibbons, but John Gibbons would be a good one as well. I hear even Eduardo Perez. Yeah, Eduardo. Name. To me, Eduardo Perez is the favorite because that was the the guy who was like the runner up to um, yeah to um, Beltran getting hired a few yeah. a few months ago. Um, the only problem is, is like I don't know. I mean, he just signed recently. Signed with, with he signed a um a contract with ESPN. Right. And two, he's friends with Beltran, so I don't know if he's gonna if he oh. wanna you know, like after his friend got fired if he's gonna take the job. That I don't yeah, know. Yeah, that's true. That's but true. yeah, I, I think he would be the best choice out of the non the non um the the the, the, the managers with no experience. Yeah. You know? But yeah. yeah, I'm with you. I mean I'm not I'm not really a fan of Dusty Baker because I don't think he's much of an in game strategist, but if I have to choose between anybody, you know, these other guys, and you know, the guys with no experience in him, yeah, I'm, I, you know. I mean, he'd I'm, be the I'm, obvious choice right now. Yeah, I would definitely choose him. I mean, other than Buck Showalter, who I don't think they're going to go after because apparently Brody Van Wagenen doesn't want to face another off-the-mail type guy who's going to challenge him, you know, in the, you know, in the dugout, you know, his decisions. But... Um. Yeah, I would say I, I would say Dusty Baker would be the the other than Dusty uh, other than Showalter. Uh, Baker would be the best choice because they definitely need a veteran guy to who has experience. I mean, you know, Dusty has taken all his basically all his teams to the postseason. He he hasn't won it as a manager. I mean, he's right. he's won it as a player. You know, with the Dodgers yeah. when he was a player. But you know, obviously, you know, he took um. The um the Giants during the the Bond era to the to the championship um, to the um, to the um M, uh, MLB uh you know the World Series in 2002 that's the closest he's been to ever winning a title yeah had success with the Cubs as well yes yeah, yeah recent most recently managed the the uh, Nationals right but yeah they definitely need a guy, a veteran guy a veteran guy was needed before they hired Beltron. And this is Mets' chance, even though I didn't want them to fire Beltran, because remember my first choice was Girardi or a veteran manager. So this is their chance to, to um to do to for a do-over, and they they gotta they gotta make the right decision and hire a guy a veteran guy. So yeah, they're not gonna go after um Baker. I mean not um Showalter. 
who would be my perfect choice. They they gotta they gotta take uh, Dusty Baker. Oh yeah, I agree a, with that. They need a veteran guy, a guy who's you know who's been to the World Series, a guy who's you know who who can get them out of this situation because you know the Mets have a young, hungry team. They need they need a guy who could you know lead them you know lead them to the promise line. Hopefully. Yeah, definitely. Because um, they're battling the Braves, who won the division. They're battling the Phillies, who who who's easily the most improved team, you know, um, you know, in the in the off season in the NL East, and then of course you're battling the the World Champion Nationals. So the Mets on paper they have a good team, but they the, the NL East as you, as usual is, is is the most competitive team. You know, league uh, division in the in the in baseball, man. So they gotta mess yeah. up the step of their game. They need a manager with experience. Goes without I saying. agree. But yeah, let, let's uh, let's talk uh, football. Let's talk some football, man. This is yeah, man. Tomorrow's a huge game, man. This is probably the last game for like diehard football fans because you know the Super Bowl. They got a lot of hoopla, a lot of eyes being glued in, you know, for the commercials and the, the halftime show. And, of course, you know, you got hardcore fans who, who basically want to see it, you know, the two best teams battle it out for the biggest prize in football. And uh, tomorrow, man, it's uh, – tomorrow is uh, the championship uh, Sunday. You got um, – you got the Tennessee Titans versus uh, Kansas City Chiefs, and then and then of course you got um, the Forty ers versus the Packers, man. So, yeah, man, these are these are some. Tomorrow's gonna be a classic day in baseball. I mean, rather in uh, football. Yep. So you're gonna mm-hmm. have uh, Tannehill. You know he, he, you know him proving himself going against. Uh, Pat Mahomes, man, the the phenom, and then of course uh, on the the NFC side you got uh, Aaron Rodgers. You know he's trying to win uh, another championship, but he's going to be battling Garofalo. You know in uh, in um, San Francisco. So with the AFC, who do I think is going to win? Um, you know I'm going to use my Jedi mind trick. And um, read your mind, Mac. But I think we're gonna agree with each other. I think uh, Pat Mahomes, he's gonna, he's gonna, he's gonna, um, he's gonna defend the turf and uh, defeat Tannehill tomorrow. What's your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, in the AFC, I, I'm definitely going with the Chiefs. I mean, the Titans, they right now they're on this Cinderella ride where they've beaten the Patriots and they've beaten the Ravens last week. Mm-hmm. Two very good teams the last two weeks. But the right now, Chiefs are too good, you know. The, you saw last week, the Chiefs were down, you know, to 21 nothing. They mm-hmm. they ended up blowing out, coming back and blowing out the um, the Texans 51-31. So Texans, they put up a lot of points. They're off of some juggernaut. And I think uh, they've been the best team in the AFC all year. And, you know, last year they were robbed of a championship because of the Patriots. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. uh, this year they, 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 they're looking for revenge. So, yeah, I see, I see the Chiefs winning this game. 
and going to the Super Bowl. Yep, I'm with you, man. There's no Patriots standing in their way after the Patriots' shocking upset. You know, in that wild card round, you know, the first time the Patriots played in the wild card since, what, a decade or so? Yeah. Um. Yeah, I, I think it's definitely Kansas City. You know, the Chiefs are the boss. You know, they're, they're going to... They're gonna just they're gonna they're gonna stomp all over the Titans and the Titans uh, Cinderella run is gonna end tomorrow. Yeah, uh, they better win because I have money on them. <laughs> <laughs> well, hopefully Mahone is listening. You know, this yeah. gonna cheer him up, man. He's gonna be like, man, you know, I'm I'm tuning into you know Sports of the Legend, you know, to you know motivate me to win tomorrow. <laughs> Not winning the championship. For the first yep. time ever, you know, it's, you know, trying to, you know, um, impress, press the two of us and the the, the, <laughs> the, the listeners of the show right now. <laughs> and um, sh- shifting gears, you got uh, Aaron Rodgers. You know, he's, you know, he's he's gonna try to win his second title eventually if he could get past um, Garofalo. In uh, in uh, San Francisco, and uh, you know, I think uh, I think um, Rogers is you know is gonna pass that 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 final step before he could go to the uh, you know to the Super Bowl in a few weeks. So I'm picking Aaron Rodgers to uh, defeat Garoppolo and um, advance to the um, to the Super Bowl and have a rematch of. Super Bowl one, Kansas City Chief versus uh Green Bay Packers. What's your thoughts? Uh, you know, I think this will be a close game. Um I'm gonna go with the forty ers reason being um the Packers offense has been very inconsistent this year. They have a very good defense, but this is not, their offense has been very inconsistent. The forty ers uh, they've been just playing good all year, uh offense and defensively. Um and you know, in the earlier game against the Packers, they sacked Rodgers like four or five times. I think they, I think Rodgers is going to have the same trouble with the, the Niners defense. But it's going to be a close game. I think it will come down to a field goal. I think the uh, Niners will win it, but I think the Niners right now, they have too much weapons on both sides of the ball. So I'm going to go with the Niners. I think we're going to have an all-red Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I have money on the Niners too, so they they going to win as well. <laughs> <laughs> well then you better hope uh Garofalo is you know you know is barring some stuff from Alex Cora so you know he can, <laughs> you know defend his home turf against uh the Packers man so yeah hey you got a lot of veterans you got a lot of veterans on that Niners team you got Richard Sherman you got uh Tevin Coleman you got a lot of guys you know so it's it's gonna be a good game yeah definitely yeah, I think both of the both games will be. I think yeah. uh I think uh the the um what was I gonna say? The uh Chief games will be um I think the Chief will be that one will be more more That'll of a blowout yeah. than uh, um than the cheat the um the NFC game. The NFC game I, yeah, I agree with you. I think it's gonna be a real close game. Yeah. But I think Packers will pull it off. And um, hmm, I guess we should. So you know, I'm thinking it's gonna be Chiefs, Chiefs, uh, Chiefs Packers. You're thinking it's gonna be 
So I guess we should give our should I guess we should give our Super Bowl predictions next week to say who we think is gonna win. I guess. Yeah. Give a little cliffhanger. Just imagine the, the Force Awakens, Ray handing off, you know, her lightsaber to Luke on a cliff, a literal cliffhanger. Stay tuned next time. Same bat <laughs> channel, same bat time. So next week we'll give you our Super Bowl predictions. Definitely. Based on who advanced. But, uh, yeah, let's, let's shift gears to uh, WWE. And, uh, yeah, I'm trying to think what's the biggest thing that happened. Um, on Raw, the the funniest moment was um, was uh, R-Truth interrupting uh, Paul Heyman oh, and yeah. Brock Lesnar's, um, you know, that was funny. you know, speech, uh, basically about how Brock Lesnar is going to, you know, destroy everybody in the Royal Rumble because despite the fact that he's a WWE champion, he's going to enter the, the Royal Rumble and try to win it all. And I'm assuming challenge Bray Wyatt for the, you know, the, you know, the, um, um, universal title. And I guess unify it if Brock Lesnar, you know, does what he says he's going to do because remember Paul Heyman says um, that's not a prediction. It's a spoiler. And every spoiler that Paul Heyman has been saying since, since he destroyed John Cena at uh, SummerSlam several years ago. I mean, he's been, you know, he's been right all every time. So, yeah. Um, I know it's not Royal Rumble, but you know, I gotta believe. I gotta. I think it's one week away. So, as of right now, my my opinions could change within a week. But I think I'm gonna believe Paul Heyman. But uh, yeah. the funniest, but the funniest thing about that skip man is Brock Lesnar. You know, of course, you know he always has that tough guy look. You know, but he could even he could even he could even contain his um his demeanor. <laughs> yeah. it, was, it was hilarious to see. It was hilarious, you know. But yeah, it's uh, I I don't know. I I guess this uh, the potential match between Lesnar and Wyatt you know, would be good. Would would be a good uh, match for WrestleMania as the headliner. Um, but man, we, how many how many years have we been asking for Lesnar and Lesnar and Bobby Lashley? Lashley. Yeah. We've been asking for this a perfect time to do it, right? Dude, we've been yeah. asking for this match since 2006 because Brock Lesnar left. Well, what, what year was it? Like 2000, 2004, the WrestleMania 20. Yeah. So then, like right after that, maybe 2005, 2006 is when Brock, um, Bobby Lashley came. And right. Been, people have been the comparisons between him and Brock Lesnar has been there from day one. You know, yeah. even people even call him Black Lesnar or something. You know, this yeah. gimmick was like. To a T, Brock Lesnar. You know, and and then of then both of them went to MMA. Right, just right. Bef- just before they both returned, uh, before Brock Lesnar returned, the night after um, WrestleMania in 2012. Uh, I, I think it was the. I'm trying to remember. Was that the? Was that the? I think that was the first year. 
after um rock the the once in a lifetime if I'm, my memory serves me right. I don't yeah, like remember. I'm not sure. I think it was the it was definitely uh, it was the day after Rock and Cena fought. Mm-hmm. Is when he um when he came back when uh when Rodney Brock Lesnar came back. Uh, yeah, I think that's exactly what happened because I think Cena was you know depressed of losing the title. Well, not the title, losing to Rock in Rock's uh you know first match WrestleMania match since his uh, seven year uh, hiatus. So I think John Cena was uh, depressed about it, you know, losing to WrestleMania after all the smack John Cena was talking about The Rock, never being there, you know, not caring about the fans or WWE. So when he was leaving, I think Brock Lesnar came out, shocked everybody. John Cena was going to shake his hand. Brock Lesnar faked it and and, and um, F5'd him. F5'd, that, you know, the hat right off of Cena's um, head and, you know, basically... <laughs> That um re reignited his feud with with John Cena because um I'm sure you remember Mac uh John Cena and and uh Brock Lesnar had a heated rivalry before oh, yeah. um before the before Cena um you know um left the United States mid card level and you know would later proceed to be you know challenged for the WWE title you know during his uh word life Doctor of Tugonomics. John Cena era, right, right. So yeah, yeah, that was a. So um yeah, basically. Um yeah, Lesnar man, he's just been dominating since day one, and we desperately need Lesnar to fight against Lashley, man, because this is what we want to see. This is what the fans want to see, you know. And um, Bobby Lashley, man, he's just stuck in. In storyline hell with this uh, Rusev and Lana, and now Liv Morgan is dragged into this story storyline. After they've been hyping her up for for weeks or even a month, that she's gonna come back and do something significant. But this storyline is 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 insane, man. They just need to kill it. End this. Enough is enough. How many times are we gonna see these guys fight each other? And now all four of them are gonna fight each other in a tag team match. You know. Rusev and Liv versus Lana and her her new quote unquote husband uh, Lashley. Like, I mean, come on, it's been done to death. How many times are these guys gonna fight each other? Please do not tell me they're gonna fight each other at WrestleMania. We've we've seen them fight so that, many that, times. That's that's what might happen. Oh uh, my god! It's, it's looking like it's leading up to that. This storyline's never gonna end, and that's that's the problem with WWE. They have rematchitis, man. They just keep fighting each other over and over again. And apparently, um, what should we call it? What's his name? Corey Graves. Uh, he was criticizing the whole feud uh, on his podcast. So, I mean. You're right. That, sh- that shows you right there. Like, a, a, a WWE employee is pretty much, he's 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 done with this storyline. <laughs> you know, and he's, luckily for him, he's not on Raw anymore. He just, you know, he's watching as a fan, and what he notices is that there was, you know, the the fan, you know, the fans are indifferent. They have they're apathetic to the storyline. They're not even booing. They're they're clearly not cheering the storyline. They just don't care. And that's a sad state for the WWE that the fans don't even care. The storyline is so whack that the fans don't even care. They they don't even care enough to boo. 
And that's that's basically how I feel, you know. That's how I feel as well. <laughs> Kill it already, but, I mean. It's like Baron Corbin to me, man. It's like For real. I'm not even, I'm not even gonna boo. It's like it's just it's just I mean, I'm done, I'm over this story. Just like because you know Lashley, Lashley and Rusev are guys who should be competing for the WWE, should be competing for the WWE or United States uh, champion, not United States, uh, Universal title. They shouldn't be stuck in a mid card, hell bowing each other. They, they're mm-hmm. literally canceling each other out. Both of these guys should have been, should have, should have been, should have been champions for sure. I agree. I agree. It's, with it's you. a joke. They, uh, they, they, and I, apparently Rusev is leaving soon. That's the rumor. Oh, really? Yeah, that's the that's the rumor. And uh-huh. revival as well. The revival. And you know, in typical WWE fashion, when people are leaving, they just have them lose. They just have them keep on losing. Lashley might even be leaving too. Wow. You know, but it's just it's just ridiculous. So. Doesn't we need to get the act together? Um, yeah. But, um, let me see what else before. Um, yeah, before I talk about what happened in Impact Wrestling and uh, I guess AEW as well. But um, let me see what happened on SmackDown yesterday. I know. Um, what's his name? Oh, I missed SmackDown yesterday. I oh, you missed SmackDown? Yeah. Uh. Roman Reigns, uh, he battled um, he battled uh, Robert Roode and defeated him. Uh, you know, it, by putting him through a table. You know, it was a table match. Um, because uh, you know, Van Corbin and Dolph Ziggler interfered, but then the Usos, um, you know, helped out their cousin. Uh, you know, Roman Reigns, and uh, they both uh did like a a splash off the barricade through the announcer's table to take out um um who who did they take out? Oh Dolph Ziggler. And uh then that that that, that allowed uh Roman Reigns to spear Robert Roode who debuted last who returned last week, you know, after being injured for weeks. And he got speared he got speared by a nasty spear by um by Roman Reigns mm. for the victory to, to you know for the in the main event. I don't remember anything else that happened on SmackDown. Oh, um, John Morrison he had I think his first match, one on one match in like eight years against Big E. He he defeated him, you know, with the Starship Pain, his old school, um, finishing move. Yeah, but I can't think of anything else that happened on SmackDown or WWE. But uh, shifting gears, uh, Impact Wrestling, they made, I don't know if you heard about this, but Impact Wrestling made news uh, last, I think it was, uh, yeah, last week, uh, Tessa Blanchard defeated uh, Sammy Kalyan. Uh, uh, I, forgot, I forgot how you pronounce his name. So forgive me, folks, if you, you know, you guys watch Impact, you know, or any of you guys who know, who know how to pronounce his last name. But um yeah, uh Tessa Blanchard she de- she defeated him in an intergender match and became the first ever women's uh world champion. So 
yeah, at the um Hard to Kill pay per view event. So, you know, congratulations to her. Congrats. But, but however, before she defeated uh, Sammy uh, Kalian, I forgot how you pronounce his guy's name, last name. You know, he was an indie. He's an indie. He was an indie guy before he signed with um with um what you want to call it with with um Impact. I think he he might even been with WWE briefly, like their minor their um like NXT maybe before part. I think before it was called NXT. He was in it, but what was I gonna say? Yeah, so basically, you know, there's some you know female wrestlers who she she's fought in the past. They basically were claiming that, you know, she said some racist stuff in the past. So some people thought that uh, Impact Wrestling wasn't gonna put the title on her as a result of um you know the her allegedly saying the N word and. You know, some people, you know, claim that she was racist. But, um, wow. you know, Impact Wrestling, you know, they decided to put the title on her. But uh, Booker T, on his uh, podcast, you know, he was he, he said that it was the, the worst decision Impact Wrestling did, you know, because they feel like since they put a title on a woman, you know, she had, you know, when if she like goes back to the eventually goes back to the women's division, she has to be every woman. Yeah, you know? she has right. to be, every, you know. But um, you know that's you know. Apparently, she's continuing. You know, she's she's continuing the feud with um, with um, you know, with uh, with, with Sammy. Uh, because she, with, with Sam, uh, what was I gonna say? Uh, because he cut a promo on her, basically saying that he's not done with her yet. You know, when she was doing an interview with uh, Josh Matthews and the former Met, uh, the, I almost said former Met, former uh, <laughs> former, former WWE announcer. Right. So you know that's that, and uh, AEW. I didn't see AEW either, but. I know that uh, you know Chris Jericho's group, the Inner Circle. They attacked um, John Maxley, you know, formerly known as Dean Ambrose, and uh, uh, Jericho took a, a spike out of his jacket and and striked um, you know, uh, Moxley in the in the face. So. Oh wow! After um, a, the week prior to that, Moxley um, basically. Um, you know, did not he? Um, he basically he basically played the inner circle, and you know, he was he was pretending like he was going to join their, you know, join the group. Which uh, Jack Swagger, who's now known as a uh, Jake Hager, he's in that group as well. And basically, he he pretended like he was going to join Jericho's group in the inner circle, and then he basically attacked the guys, including smashing Jericho with a bottle of champagne. So. Jericho returned the favor um, this past Wednesday and um, attacked them. Wow. So that, you know, their feud's, you know, continuing. And then on NXT, I think uh, Bianca Belair won a a woman's uh, battle royale. So she's going to, she's the number one contender for the NXT women's title. So, 
I think even Keith, yeah, Keith Lee also won uh, a number one contender too. So he's he's going to challenge Roderick Strong for the uh, the, Nash, the um, North American NXT title. So a lot of crazy stuff happening in in uh, wrestling right now. Yeah, but, for real. And I haven't seen a AEW or NXT in a while, so gotta yeah, start watching those two. Yeah, but um, any last thing you'd like to say? Uh, just thanks for having me as usual, and yeah, enjoy the games tomorrow, and you know, stay tuned for my uh, show here on, well, not on Block Talk Radio, but I'll keep you updated on my uh, iMac coming back soon. Hey, cool. You heard the guy. You know, keep your keep your um your eyes locked in and your ears locked in to Mac's upcoming uh announcements. You know, always check out my my YouTube channel, Sports Urban Legend TV. Of course, check out Sports Urban Legend, uh, the podcast only on Block Talk Radio, every Saturdays at eleven. So he's McCauley Matthew. I'm William Ramon, and I'll see you guys next week with my Super Bowl uh, predictions and Royal Rumble predictions as well. So see you guys soon. Peace. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.